All right, so we're here. We're here. On uh, this uh, July 17th. Yes, and we're on to the unceded territory of the Stole Nations of the Masque people. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Um, Just want to acknowledge that. That's important to acknowledge. Yes, it is. You know? Something about you and me, you know, we kind of have been able to be connected quite a bit, hey? You want to say? Through our years? How many years? <laughs> 35. <laughs> As yeah. Father and son? Yep, yep. Yep. Father and son can be a good connection. Yeah. So it has been. You and I kind of are. All right, where, where, where do you see us in that spectrum of connections in a father son relationship? Like, do you feel us that we're close, somewhat close? You know, have we been closer? Have we been isolated in the past? Well, I lived further away. Well, isolated emotionally, maybe value systems wise. Our values are kind of different. Yes, yes. So we're not totally close, close that way. I mean, I'm thinking of a spectrum. But you know what? Our values are different because you taught me to question things. True. Stupid me. <laughs> Why? Why did I do that? <laughs> I remember a conversation with my brother, your uncle. Dave, and he said, and I don't know exactly how the company, we were talking about my, our dad, and he was, he was lamenting the, and he was criticizing the upbringing that he had that, and he, you know, and of course Dave was more of a liberal Christian, I guess, and I was more of a conservative Christian at the time. And he was sort of lamenting how your grandfather was very strict in his opinion on, and expectations of, uh, you know, uh, of how your life is to unfold. You know, he was, he was, he was dad for your grandfather was was in the war war two and he uh he was bombarded by the bombs of germany and italy and he was in a foxhole and he said god if you get me out of here i promise you when i get out of here i'll commit my life to you and then he he lived for the day and sure enough he came out and uh and he went back when he got out of the war he got saved became a preacher moved over to Alberta, couldn't preach very well, couldn't lead a church, and went into education. And of course, with education, he wasn't a very good teacher. He had some anger issues because he couldn't communicate maybe effectively in the classroom and only lasted for 20 years. And in that time, he's, you know, he raised a family of four in the 60s and 70s. And the counterculture of the Jesus people or of the hippie movement spread into a counterculture of the Jesus people. And my brother was in that Jesus people and was sort of, um, what's the word, was uh, eventually um, got hurt or not hurt, uh, left because of um, misfeelings and left the church. And that kind of devastated my dear grandfather. And, uh, and also my other sister also left the church. So it was me and my once my older sister and myself. And I remember David lamenting against dad's upbringing and said, you know, we're going to do things differently. I know that you and I will do things differently and we'll allow our kids to expand their horizons. 
I don't think he said those words, but that's the kind of the, the gif of it. We'll allow our kids, we will allow our kids to be who they want to be as they grow up. And I agree with him on that principle, on that, you know. And that was your grandfather said No, not my brother. No, sorry, your, your, your uncle, Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave said that. And so, and this is before I was married, I believe, or I was married and not very young. I was in my 20s, I'm sure. It was after, I think after my father passed away. One at the age of 21. So I didn't have the relationship that I had a good relationship with my father, but not this to this because he passed away when I was, and uh, when I was before I was 21, I didn't have a life experience that you and I are sort of developing. Yeah, I never knew. Yeah. He, he passed away before I was born. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you like talking about my grandfather because, uh, I just I never knew yeah. so uh, yeah it was interesting because uh, you you yeah you just sort of sent me an email about it recently and I was like I was really like oh it was interesting to hear about my grandfather and some of the, the challenges that he was faced with mm -hmm. throughout his life and such you and I mm -hmm. you said we were we went skiing earlier in the year in the, uh -huh. in the winter and you said that I was one of your best friends yeah. <laughs> that was really interesting for me because I also think that you're one of my best friends. And then we talked about friendship as um, being a man and having a friendship. We had a chat about that. Right. right. And how hard it is. But yeah. Yeah. But no, I think uh, the father-son relationship that you and I have is really, um, it is more of a friendship. But then I still see you as a father, and I still respect you as a father, and I still value value your affirmation, and I value your um, approval. But it's not needed for me. It's not. It's not going to stop me. Or, or. So you're still going to get that tattoo. Yeah, I'm still going to get well, the tattoo. Look. <laughs> yeah. Even though you don't like it. So, yeah, because, you know, I think, in, in all fairness to me and to you, yeah, uh, I mean, okay, you know, the, my, uh, my sister who, who remained to add the faith, you know, I have, I have siblings of four, and I don't know if those my siblings don't hear this, this broadcast, but, so I had two, two, I have uh, two sisters, one sister, two sisters and a brother. They yeah. may hear the podcast too. Huh? You, they may hear the podcast. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. Let them look. Um, you know, so one sister remained in the faith, my sister, and was very connected to us, Auntie Sharon, right? And she passed away just a few years back, very similar to my dad at a very young age, just 64. 64. She was six years older. Auntie Sharon passed away when she was like 52 or something? No, no, no. She wasn't in her 60s, was she? She was pretty close. Isn't she? She's six years older than me. So, anyways, let's just discuss. Let's, we can look at this as an exit. So, anyway, she, she died six years, like, you know, relatively young, right? So, same mm -hmm. with my father. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have that developed. But, anyways, and then um, she had a son and two kids, a son 
and um, you know he was he he was what's what's the proper word? Aaron. Aaron. He was well. He he he's gay, right? Yeah, he came out as gay. Yeah, he came out as as a teenager. Yeah, as a teenager. And um, you remind me of something that I told you, and I I don't recall, but I remember you know sitting down. You told me that I sat you down one time, and. What did I tell you about God loves you no matter what? If you're so, and you reminded me of that. I can't remember. It was with regard that one family, a friend of our families, which we will remain nameless because we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Know, what she it was, said, and and I was against what she said because she was at the Disneyland or something because, you know. No, no. What it what it was was, and I, you raised me, and I, I grew up in a very conservative religious upbringing. Even more so when I was in an elementary school. Would you agree that you you had very religious Christian values? Well, okay, I still do, but yeah, no, you still do, but they were more fundamental. They were more to the book. Anyway, okay, so, so this really good friend of ours said, yeah. or really good friend, family friend, I suppose, who babysat us. She was driving us home, and she said. Um, she was there. Was, it was in the '90s, and there was something about General Mills uh, workers allowing um, General Mills allowed uh, gay marriage, or not, there wasn't even gay marriage back then. But they allowed partners of um, like gay partners to have, have benefits. Have benefits. And that irritated her. That really frustrated her, and she was just saying how sick that was, and she just went on. Trying to boycott it. Yeah, and so yeah, that's right. She and she had kids, and I remember her kids were not allowed to have Cheerios. Sorry. No, yeah. true story. They weren't allowed to have Cheerios because General Mills agreed with gay rights. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, I was just like, okay, why so can't you have Cheerios? This is like silly. It it, it was silly. <laughs> and and um. And then I remember going to you and talking to you about it after, and you told me. It doesn't matter. Jesus loves everyone. You can have Cheerios. <laughs> That's what it was, and and that just stuck with me. Okay. Um, but no, I, I even growing up in high school, I definitely remember being against gay rights in high school. Really? At, around age like grade ten, and then grade eleven and grade twelve rolled around, and it became, I just, you just start learning more about the world and understanding the world. But I also remember remember Casey, my best friend mm -hmm. Casey. Mm -hmm. Like, it really, um, and Casey also now is gay, and mm -hmm. he has a partner. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know their names or anything, but I just know that from Facebook and such. And, um, but uh, I remember in youth group, the pastor saying, oh, quit being so gay with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was just such a, it was a interesting time. And those, like, little, little snippets of, mm -hmm. of, like just those little snippets that we hear, mm -hmm. those really affect our, how we, how we are, how we wish to have ourselves perceived in the world. That really affected me. Don't be gay with each other. Oh, well, I can't hug guys. Oh, I can't play around with guys so much, mm -hmm. you know? And then, and then that really, uh, that like they're like little blocks or little things that always strike in your mind. So now, Moving forward, I guess you might, I was, I was cautious when I was hanging around 
men, even that as friends, right? And then that goes back to how we were talking earlier this winter about having friends who are men. Mm -hmm. And I think that really did even that experience I had in high school with the youth group that I think that actually possibly could have affected my yeah. friendships with men in the future. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So, well, okay. Well, my point is the reason I bring this up is, is that there's a progression. You said that I, back in the elementary, I was mm -hmm. the fundamentals. Back in the early nineties, yeah, yeah. I was my young, more, my young. My, I, I, I think it's a progression of uh, of of a progression of thought, and of, and as you grow older, you have different life experiences. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I remember our your cousin. Coming, staying in our, we stayed, had a long relationship, and I told my sister, your aunt, you got to do something with that boy. <laughs> you know, thinking he needs to, you know, he needs counseling, right? Well, that was when he was 10 or 11, you know, or 12 or whatever. And, you know, again, that would be very similar to what you probably had ex experienced with my, your, with the youth group. Youth, youth group. I said something to your sister, and I'm sure that related to Alan. And she, it took, it took a long time from your sister, your aunt, to accept her son. But I think he did. She did by the time. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And when he came out, I don't know when he came out, but he was in his teens, right? And we found out stories that he had to go through, the, the, um, the shaming or whatever, you, the, Christian, the Christian shaming. Um, I know your mother and I didn't concur with that. We didn't support that. I mean, we don't, you know, I guess that would be the conversion theories that now. Therapy, yeah, conversion therapy. 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 I think that he, they're trying to ban, yeah. Yeah, or, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong praying for your kid. I don't think there was, any, there was anything wrong with Sharon praying for your kid. And maybe she did pray, you know, for his, you know, his sexuality. And, you know, that's between, you know, that when you pray, that's, that's something that your relationship with God and God talking to you. And it's working through you. And, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. She's and saying, when I prayed for you, like but, when I came but, back, but, and, but then also praying also allows you to be open minded because, yeah, I think so. You know, because I think so. Because if, 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 if there's a mother who's praying that their, their son, and they're doing this in private, and I, I would also, that, yeah, no, it you know, because you yeah. would, you wouldn't want, to surround and this happened in Pentecostal churches where yeah. um, a whole bunch of people would surround you yeah. and then put their hands on uh -huh. you and just start praying for you. Yeah. And so as Guess how demons and all that you know could go with your pure spectrum. It was just, it was so yeah. severe. And so that that's unfair for that to have happened to for, to my cousin. Yeah. yeah. Right? That would have been unfair because I'm sure that happened where a bunch bunch of yeah. people would have put their hands on on my cousin and yeah. just said Take the, the demons away from him. Don't yeah. let him have these thoughts and all this. Yeah. And how, how shameful must he have thought then? But if, if, if my aunt, my late aunt, and bless her soul, uh, if she was praying on her bed saying, oh, Jesus, like, let me um, take it, take this sexuality away from my son, you know, she might, that, that could also be a time for her to reflect 
and realize that she just needs to be open and maybe yeah. maybe God could show her that. And, and I think, and in, in all fairness, I think we, you know, she was connected with your mother. They were very close. And, you know, there's, we're never in a vacuum, you know, we never, we, and I think we said this today, we, we're, 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 we're shaped by our community. And she just did not just have her Christian, your, your aunt, don't just have her, her own, her community, her community at church, but she also had our community, our family, and she was very well connected. And your mother spoke it too, to your aunt. And I think that worked in, and it took time. It's a process. It was a, it's a, it was a journey for Aaron, and it wasn't a pleasant journey. It was, it was not a pleasant. It wasn't journey. Pleasant, but it was also not a pleasant journey for the aunt, for your aunt. No. And so, but, so it's it's the journey is for you know you, a person who's LGBT within the queer community. Okay, yeah. sure. It's a it's a journey for that individual, but if you're going to be connected to other people. It's also a journey for other people. And we are in this journey. Yeah, but you've got, you got to respect, are... but, but it's not, it's a journey within, but people have to accept people for who they are. And that's just period. Well, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily come right away. I mean, you, that, that's not just given. Well, it I mean, should be. Respect is earned. You, you know, if you're talking about rights, that's a different thing, right? Because now that within our culture, we have talking, we're talking about rights. But if we're talking about respect and and um, acceptance of people, it's a journey that we're that we you, we have to work through. It's a subjective thing. But that's inward within you as well. Yeah. Like, but if somebody doesn't accept me, right? And and like our values. And I'm I'm trying to. And I, I just wanted to conclude. Like our values heart. are very different. But I just want you to know that I love you, right? Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> yeah, just want that for the cracker, right? I know. <laughs> but and I'm disagreeing with you a little bit here. Okay. Because I, I I think uh, I don't think uh, th that journey is going to be hard to accept or even think about somebody transitioning because we have another. We have another cousin who's transitioned, right. and, then, and that's actually a, a sadder story. Right. Um, so we actually, I would rather not actually talk about that. No, we, we won't. But, um, but, but, but if you're going, like, I'm your son, and you accept me for who I am, but I'm sure that that's brought you a lot of challenges, but in my mind, like, yeah, and you've always loved me, and you've always told me that you've loved me. Um, and I've and always have I demonstrated that? You've always, I've always felt that love. Okay, sure. have I demonstrated it with respect? Yeah. For the most part. And sometimes you, sometimes there's judgment. Yeah. Right. And and I felt that judgment, and I have I've called you on it as yeah. well, but uh, the shame, like some, if there's have no. Have I shamed you? No, I don't. I, I wouldn't say that you've ever shamed me. Not not harshly. Like a shame and judgment might be the same thing. Uh, shame is. Shame is corporate. What do you mean by corporate? Well, corporate. Shaming, you know, the, the shaming culture, like uh, guilt is, is, is I try, have I put guilt on you, is is personal. Shaming is like corporately. Like when they put hands on you or, or they put you in a stock 
you know, when the back in the pilgrim. yeah, no, I think shame can be personal too between two people. I'm sure you felt shame from mom, your your wife. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I just define shaming differently. Mm. That's but fair. Okay, like, you know, that's I mean, just let's, let's word synapt- yeah. synaptic. Yeah, I don't know exactly what you mean, but we can discuss that. Sure. But I mean, guilt and shame. But also, yeah, and I also think that's like an inward thing. Like, if I feel shame, that I need to deal with that on my own, on my own terms. I could feel shame and stigma. Stigma, I think, is would be the corporate, the 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 yeah. communal. Stigma is more of that negative negative well, stereotype. Well, shaming is actually a Christian word. How so? Tell me. I don't know this. Uh, and guilt. You know, you know, Jesus removes our guilt and our shame. He died on a cross. He was put, shame was put on him when okay. he died on that cross. And it was a corporate. And that's why the cross, in you know, to identify yourself as a Christian back in the first yeah. century could, could brought you to death. But it was a shame. It was a shame. It's not like, yeah. so. But it's not a, it's not a, a Christian thought only. There's oh, shame. okay, but fair like enough. Like shame is part but of it's suffering, just, which it's is from my, Buddhist, it's from my okay. Buddhist tradition uh, practice as well, right? Okay, but it's from, it's very much, it, it, it's part of our word. It's part of our DNA. Well, it's part of our word upbringing. It's like guilt, take away our transitions. You know, he's, he's you know, it's one part of that. No? I don't know. You're looking at me confused. But anyway, I, I just don't think, I think, I think you're, 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 shame you're, you're equating shame with like, okay, to get rid of shame, there's Jesus. And I'm like, no, to get where, this is where, this is our biggest thing, because uh, difference, you say to get rid of shame is, is to go to Jesus. And well, I no. think to, to get rid of shame, you go inward. And to reach salvation, like, that, I, I think that's a, the, the biggest difference in our values is I don't think you need to believe in Jesus, to experience joy, to get rid of your shame, to rid of your guilt. I think you need to go inward. But then I also think there's a divine in us inward. Because God created us in his image. I believe that there's a divinity in every single person. That, and yeah, so that's so, what, yeah, I mean, in, I mean, in, definitely in the there, there's, 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 okay, I'm not going to get, let's don't get into theology, but in a sense, in, in theology, I mean, you know, we acknowledge that there's a God, there's a God gene in every one of us. There's a, there's, I mean, there's, there's a search of, of uh, you know, there's some sort of um, uh, revelation God has revealed to us separately. And I'm not a theologian and I'm not going to, you know, you know, try to, um, theorized or you know you know yeah there's a divinity inside us there's a god component to us yes and that's there's a god feeling there's a there's a there's a need for us to have a a connection with the divinity with god Mm -hmm. and god has that desire to connect with us is that okay yeah no that's totally fine i kind of i would 100 percent agree with that I, I, and I would explore that a little bit further, you know, like I, not in not you and I talking to us, but I've explored that in my thought process and, and that has shaped my beliefs even further. Okay. Right. Like, I, I don't think you could say that somebody who's grown up in 
somebody who's grown up in a in a different religion, uh, whether it be Sikh, Muslim, or um, Hinduism, whatever religion, like I, I don't think you could say that they're going to go to the hotter place of hell because <laughs> they didn't believe in Jesus because they were raised differently with different beliefs. What about someone that was raised in the South, in the United States, Alabama? Are they going to a hotter place? No. No, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> that, that, like, okay, no, that, no, that's, no, a, no. that's a very big clash of values, right? Like, okay, yeah, I agree. agree. Like, then you're going to politics, and should politics <laughs> even be brought into a religious... The, like, hey, should religion and politics yeah, really, enough, really clash? Enough, and I don't, like, okay, let's, let's, let's call that. This is a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? About what? Conversation. No, I think the Our conversation is great. This is the, this is you the had that thousand thoughts running through my head after the conversation. It had to have been a good one. <laughs> I mean, this is what the transgenderation is. It's a transgenderation. <laughs> the transgenderation between you and me. You're, you know, I'm, I'm, an, I'm coming into the exit part of my life, right? You're in the coming into your midlife crisis. Yeah, fair, fair. You know, I'm coming into. And then we have a new, uh, a new, a new member of our yeah, family. So there's brand new multi- transgender generations that we have. Transgender generations. <laughs> anyway, we can so we like we started this comment, and we were like, "This is the spontaneous podcast." I think that should possibly be the title of our podcast because we, you wanted to talk about. Listeners. I had. <laughs> I, we're not going to have any listeners. Thank you for listening. Me. Thank you. For the, it might just be fine with me. This could go out into. Yeah. into the abyss yeah, this, this of the space, internet of space and never be listened to and praise the lord hallelujah jesus <laughs> great amen <laughs> all right we just let's... wanted to talk about adult father-son relationships that that's was our topic that was our topic that we chose that's it join us next time we're probably going to talk about the journey of being non-binary well, <laughs> well that's what you want if we ever get about. to that if we ever get to it i don't think we will <laughs> thanks for listening this Bye. is the chris and garth what is it chris and garth podcast? i don't give a darn okay thanks for listening next time <laughs> till next time